It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Red Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jake Devereaux, joined as usual by my co-host, Matt Collins. We're here to bring you the best Red Sox coverage on the internet Monday through Friday, and we want to be part of your daily routine. So be sure to subscribe to us on Himalaya, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. This is your September 18th edition of the podcast, and on today's show, we're going to be touching on um, the Mike Yastrzemski debut at Fenway Park with the... Uh, San Francisco Giants, which I successfully said today. Um, and then we're also going to be hitting on the Arizona Fall League players that the Red Sox are going to be sending out there. But before we do that, we're going to talk a little bit about Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid, the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. All right, so the Giants came to Fenway Park tonight, and uh, Nesson did not disappoint with the pregame Yaz coverage. I have to say, I was uh, cooking dinner and I had it on, and I was listening to it all, and you know they kind of had everything. They had interviews with Mike Yastrzemski. They had Yaz and Mike Yastrzemski walking around Fenway Park today before the game. Um, they had. Jerry Remy interviewing Yaz for 45 minutes about, you know, what this means to him. And I think that's going to air later on. And I get to see, uh, listen to a snippet of that. That was pretty cool. And then when, when Mike Yastrzemski is finally introduced, um, there's, there's an ovation. It wasn't as big as I was hoping for. I think, you know, might be partially a crowd and maybe also that Yaz is kind of lost on some people that are a little bit younger. Um, but it was still like a pretty good, little introduction there and and then the dude belts a home run so it's uh pretty pretty good pretty good night yeah i mean i didn't see the pregame stuff um i've i made a point a long time ago to never watch pregame for any sport ever um but yeah i mean it i think you are right about the crowd it's just people aren't as into it right now um not. It's just the way it is with the team that's out of contention. But I mean, he got a nice ovation, and I mean, I'm I don't know that Yaz is really lost on a lot of people. People might not know a ton about him. I mean, I've mentioned it before. I'm far from a historian, but I mean, you everybody knows that maybe Stremski is just such a unique name that it's kind of hard to escape it. But yeah, I mean, he um, that home run was just. I mean, I think everybody. Kind. I, I knew he was going to hit a home run at some point. The series is just a. Everybody hits a home run in any given three day stretch, and it was just too perfect not to. So, Avaldi um, kind of came out firing. I think he really didn't want it to happen in the first at bat. He just blew ninety nine by him for a strikeout first at bat, but then that just didn't last the whole game. I don't know when did he hit the home run. Third or fourth? Fourth, yeah. It was the bottom of the fourth, and it was uh, it was not a cheapie either. It was 401 to straightaway center. Yeah, right. Ball. Deepest part of the park, so yeah, I mean, that was definitely not a cheapie. Um, so, I mean, good for him. It's hard for me to root for anybody from Andover, but I guess <laughs> I will do it in this case. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's a, it's a good story. It just is a good story all around. Uh, the other cool thing about tonight was that Felipe Alou uh, threw out the first pitch to Pedro Martinez. That is awesome. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't, did that. Um, that wasn't really announced before, right? I, I didn't know about it until. No, like, I didn't. Right as it was happening, people were talking about it. Yeah, I had no clue that it was happening, and then it happened, and I was like, "Oh, oh that's pretty cool." Anything involving Pedro is going to be a okay by me. Yeah, it elevates an event. Like if if an event is a solid seven, it becomes an eight with Pedro involved in it in any way. Uh, it becomes a ten, no matter what it is. <laughs> what if it's a funeral? Jesus, you don't have to go there. Come on. <laughs> you said any event, man. We got to put I, it I to did. the test. <laughs> I, I guess you've got me there. <laughs> Uh, but let's talk a little bit about Eovaldi tonight. This is one of the stories I think that's worth kind of mentioning. And we've gotten away from a little bit of the day-to-day baseball because it's just been really bad lately. But Eovaldi's health and effectiveness is one of the stories that we will continue to monitor into next year because he's a guy that signed for the next three seasons after this. But Eovaldi looked pretty bad tonight. Yeah, he didn't really have command going on. I mean, he was leaving pitches in the zone. The Giants are kind of all over him. Um, I think I'm a little less concerned about Evaldi than most people. Um, he's been pretty decent since getting to the rotation. Um, this start was bad. His first start against the Orioles was bad, but other than that, the four in between, I mean, he wasn't like great or anything, and he's still not going deep into games, but that's more of a stretch being not being stretched out thing than anything else, but I don't know. I mean, I still think the stuff is there. It's just a matter of command, and I think I mean, missing so much time in the middle of the year, it's hard to really recover from that, yeah. and he hasn't really been able to on a consistent basis, but I mean, I still see enough with his stuff that I think he'll at least be, like, a solid number four. Is he our new Joe Kelly? No. Stuff's pretty good, though. Joe Kelly's stuff was not good though. That was that was always the thing with Joe Kelly. That he, his stuff wasn't really that good until like last year it started being good. But he just threw really fast. <laughs> Joe Kelly had the flattest pitches I've ever seen in my life. Of all these pitches move, he just doesn't really know what's going. His fastball does not move. His cutter moves. Yeah, well, I mean, he has that cutter though, and he throws it enough. Where yeah. I mean, Joe Kelly was just that flat fastball like all the time. That he sometimes the Evaldi does fall in love with his fastball though, and it gets him into a lot of trouble. Sure, but he still has the cutter. He's not Joe Kelly. That's my point. I hope not. I really hope we don't have another Kelly situation though. His his uh, inefficiency though drives me nuts. And Eck was mentioning it on the broadcast today. Dude never goes out there and has like a five or a six pitch inning. He's. I mean, like I said, his command hasn't been um, on point this year. But I mean. Last year, that was his thing. Is he was just he pounded the zone all the time, and that's I, I think it's really he just kind of got lost with the injury. And I mean, I don't think he walked one point six per nine last year. I wasn't really expecting that, but he's at four point four coming into this game. It's going to go up after this. I don't think that's really indicative of who he is either. So I just I I don't want to say you throw away what's happened uh, since he's joined the rotation with the walks and everything, but I don't really. I don't really see this as like, oh, this is what Evaldi is now. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think we need to give him next year to see really what we have here with the Evaldi. Yeah, I mean, 
yeah, I I think people are kind of I think he kind of gets looked at as a guy who only got paid for what he did in the playoffs uh, last year, which he kind of did, and which was an underrated good move the organization just like as a fan to like see them work a guy to death right heading into free agency and then actually pay him for it would have been kind of shitty if they didn't but uh I mean he also was outstanding in the regular season last year I mean, he was a very very good pitcher um even before he came to the Red Sox and then after he came to the Red Sox he was even better so uh, this wasn't a guy who just got paid for a month in October I agree that it would have felt really gross if they didn't offer him a contract after that, but man, you wish they they didn't with the no, I don't. financial situation. I absolutely don't wish that. I that would have been like that would have been heinous to do that to him and then not pay him. Mm. Well, hopefully we don't lose Mookie Betts over it. We'll see. If they lose Mookie Betts, um, that's on John Henry. <laughs> that's not on anybody else. Mm, not on Dave Dombrowski? No, because uh, I mean, we've talked about this. I don't really want to get into this again, but John Henry was the one signing the checks. If he didn't want to, if this was a financial situation and he was coming, he could have said something. All right. Well, with that, we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to chat about the Arizona Fall League. So stay with us. We're going to give you a word from our sponsor, and then we'll be right back with you. When you need red wine at 4 p.m., sushi at 9 p.m., a breakfast burrito at 8 a.m., and ibuprofen at 10 a.m., just Postmates it. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery and convenience stores, and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour. No more trips to the store. You don't even have to know where the store is. Postmates will deliver anything to you. Download the app on iOS or Android for free and browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery in real time. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Download Postmates and save with code LOCKEDON. Alright, welcome back for segment two. So the Red Sox have a bunch of guys headed to the Arizona Fall League, Matt. Why don't you give the listeners a rundown of who's headed there, and uh, we'll, we'll kind of chat a little bit about what people can expect to see from these guys and what role they'll be playing while they're out there. Yeah, so uh, it's starting early this year. It's starting today when you're listening to this. Um, every team sends, I think, seven, six or seven guys um, out there. The Red Sox are sending Yohan Ibar, left-handed pitcher, uh, Jonathan Diaz, left-handed pitcher, Tanner Houck, right-handed pitcher, Brian Mata, right-handed pitcher, uh, CJ Chatham, uh, second base slash shortstop, Jaron Duran, outfielder, and Marcus Wilson, outfielder. Um, so it's a fairly talented group. I mean, it's not, I mean, they're not sounding like top 100 guys or anything like that, but relative to their farm system, they have a few big names in there. Yeah, they do. They do have some interesting names. What do you expect the roles of these guys to be, though? Uh, well, I mean, for pitchers, it's hard 
sort of, I mean, nobody really starts. I mean, obviously guys start games, you can't not absolutely start. But, uh, I mean, people aren't going out there throwing six, seven innings. That's just not how the Arizona Fall League works. It's sort of like an all-star game-ish atmosphere. You guys will go out there and throw three-ish innings for a start, but, so we're not gonna go, we're not gonna see Brian Mata really extend himself for this whole thing. Um, so I think we'll probably see him start games again and go two or three. Um, Tanner Houck, I'm assuming, is just going to be a one-inning guy. Uh, I think I'm most interested in seeing what they do with Chatham, um, how much second base he plays as opposed to shortstop, because uh, obviously I don't think he's a starter either way, but um, if he was to be a starter with the Red Sox, obviously the path is not going to be at shortstop. They kind of have a guy already there. So I'm interested to see uh, the team's... There's four different teams all on one roster, so the Red Sox don't have like full control over what happens. But they, I mean, they obviously talk to the managers and say, "I want, I, I want uh, Chatham to play like 75% second base or whatever." So I'm, I'm most curious just to see where he's going to line up most of the time. Yeah, I was listening to uh, the Sox prospects podcast as well, and and they made a couple good points about Tanner Houck and Brian Mata. Um, for Brian Mata, he's just really going to, to get a little bit more exposure and pitch out of the bullpen. And, like, they were actually surprised as well, as the same as we were, with the innings that he's at, that he was even going to be headed over to the Arizona Fall League. And then the second thing was with Tanner Houck. It was kind of the flip situation because Tanner Houck hasn't thrown as many innings this year due to moving to the bullpen. He's actually probably going to get some multi-inning stints over there, like maybe two to three innings as he gets stretched out a little bit more, but the whole idea is just to kind of build him up a little bit more. I don't really... I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. I still don't buy it that he's going to be a starter next year. I think it's a wrong move. I definitely think... I mean, I think even if it, if it does happen, he would be back in the bullpen by June. Um, but it's just... I wonder if they're just still saying that in case he comes up with trade talks or something this winter, but it's just... It just seems like it's so silly. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, anything else on the Arizona Fall League before we get out of here? Yeah, I think I'm interested um, a lot in Yohan Ibar. Um, he's a really interesting prospect as a former outfielder who just recently converted to pitching. I think last year was his first year pitching. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he hasn't really pitched in the upper levels. He threw in Salem this year, um, mostly Greenville and then a little bit in Salem. So, I mean, this is going to be a big jump up in competition for him. And, I mean, he has the stuff. He just is so raw. I'm a little surprised. I mean, I don't know how much confidence can really be shaken, especially after he had a really solid year and he's still so new to this. But, I mean, it, I can see him getting rocked and I can also see him opening some eyes and maybe getting some Rule 5 buzz um, Heading into the winter, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily bet on it, but it's that's maybe one of the sleeper storylines of seeing how much buzz Ibar can get from other teams if he really comes out of the gate um, electrifying place. Yeah, I agree. Um, he is probably the most likely candidate to get picked in Rule Five if the Red Sox don't end up adding him. So, it'd be interesting to see. And he had a hell of a hell of a time pitching down the stretch. So he's pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, the stuff is, like I said, he's just raw. He doesn't really know exactly where it's going a lot of the time yet, which which will come. I mean, like I said, he just started pitching last year, so it takes a little while. Yeah. 
All right. Well, we'll be looking for that. That does it for the show. If you like the show, please go on, rate and review us, and follow us on Twitter. You can check us out at Locked On Red Sox at L O underscore Red Sox. You can find Matt at Matt R Y Collins, and you can find me at, at Def Jake. And you can also urge other Red Sox fans to subscribe to the show. And fans of the league as a whole, tune into Locked On MLB to get an overview of what's happening in the league in just 15 minutes. So thank you very much, and we'll be with you for tomorrow's episode. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 